All right. Good morning, apes. Thank you guys for joining us here today on this beautiful Wednesday. Happy Wednesday to everybody out there joining us on the live here. Thanks so much to everybody that is joining us here at the Daily Peel Global Headquarters on this very fine live streaming occasion. It is 11.54 a.m. here on this beautiful Wednesday. Shout out to anybody that's joining us on the podcast later on or on the YouTube channels. You know, we love all you guys. Make sure to hit us with your comments as they come across. And we'll see if my brain is actually working fast or well enough to be able to respond to those in real time. Because, you know, we definitely want to uh, get things going, stir the pot a little bit over here at the Daily Peel. All right. So you guys know what's going on here today. We're coming at you with the Daily Peel from January 24th, 2024, summing up everything from January 23rd and all the market moving actions that you're going to want to be aware of here today. Always separating the signal out from the noise and giving you guys all the important market moves all in one place. Let's go ahead and dive right in. Here today, we're, we we got a lot to go over, quite honestly. All week, we're going to have a lot to go over with uh, it being a big earnings week. This is where we're actually seeing companies start to drop in the hundreds per day. So it's going to be quite a lot for us to go through. But, you know, we'll keep you guys updated with everything. Before we dive into any moves, though, we do have to give you an update on the commercial real estate market all around the world. Uh, we'll dive into some equity names as well and see what's going on uh, with some of those moves. We're seeing a strong, relatively strong start to the market today here, up about a little bit over a percent, some strong moves from Netflix and ASML. You know, we'll be talking about that stuff yesterday, so definitely stay tuned. And then, of course, we'll finish up by letting you guys know exactly why the world needs you. You know, we ask you guys to contribute, donate to the economy all the time, like the generous and charitable apes that we all are. But this time, it's even more personal, and we'll dive into exactly what the world needs from you in just a couple of minutes. But before we do, let's take a look at how markets are looking. So yesterday was a it was a tough day for the WSL Alpha portfolio, but it was a good day for just about everybody else. Uh, so the S&P was up a couple of bips. The Nasdaq up almost half a percent. Dow was down alongside us. Uh, you know, some rocky names in the portfolio. Definitely be sure to sign up for the WSL Alpha offering there. If you'd like to go over and lose money, make money with us, just come along for the ride. Hopefully we'll be launching that as an ETF eventually, but until then, get in on the groundwork, and we can all look back at this day together and say, wow, can't believe where we came from. Moving on to some of the banana bits for the day. Verizon shareholders had their first good day in probably this century after our manager report came out on, uh, at the beginning of this week. That was showing actual the decent subscriber numbers. Nobody saw that coming, but nevertheless, that is what they reported. Of course, Alibaba co-founder Jack Ma, he absolutely aped back into his own company, buying up a ton more shares in Alibaba stock. Uh, this is also how I learned that he wasn't actually disappeared because the last thing I remember hearing about Jack Ma was that the CCP, like, I don't know, took him up to his house or something. I'm not going to say too much on it because then that'll make me the next person to get disappeared, I'm sure. So let's just go ahead and move on to this partnership between Rumble and Barstool Sports. One of the crazier partnerships I've seen in my day. Definitely be sure to check things out going on there. Then, of course, to finish things up, former President Donald Trump is absolutely going back to back just like Drake. Uh, very ironic that we also happen to have this meme in here today for the uh, uh, for the advertisement, but he is going back to back just like Drake, winning the New Hampshire primary, locking up his second primary W. Moving on to the macro story of the day, guys. You know it's always going to be about commercial real estate, aka CRE, aka crying real estate in this day and age. Call your local real estate guru. The Grant Cardons of the world are having a tough week here. Actually, having a tough past couple of years ever since J-Pow decided. He doesn't just want the average consumer to be poor and have less money. He also wants real estate gurus to, you know, lose everything that they have and uh, go into default. So that's exactly what we're seeing here. Uh, so what's going on? A December study published by the National Bureau of Economic Research, a.k.a. the Ember, a.k.a. the people that actually uh, determine whether or not we're in a recession. Uh, so 
these people basically came out with a study in December that was coming on and saying that about 14% of all CRE loans in the country right now and 44% of all office loans are currently in what we call negative equity. No negative equity isn't what a lot of internet people would call having a bunch of white people on your board of directors. Negative equity is an actual term uh, that we use. You know, basically what it means is that the current market value of the property in question uh, is actually below the total value of the debt outstanding on that property. So the pile of debt outweighs the actual value. There's not, I mean, you guys know intuitively from that, that there's not a whole lot uh, going on there. It's basically a negative equity. Some would say that it's worthless to investors or any kind of equity investor, but that's not even the main problem. So that negative equity is definitely not a great thing, but it's the impacts that that's going to have on regional banks that actually... Uh, it's the impact on regional banks that actually provide these loans to these companies. So essentially, because office buildings, a bunch of other commercial real estate properties have been so brutalized by rate hikes, and then when we take a look at office buildings and see how empty they are, like this office that I'm in here today, that's where we start to see exactly why things are getting so screwed up. So if these office building managers aren't able to collect the rents to be able to make those interest payments on these actual debt obligations, they're going to go into a default. And according to the study by the National Bureau of Economic Resources, if we hit a 10% default rate on CRE loans, which this study suggests is on the very low end of what actually happened in 2008, uh, that could lead up to about $80 billion in losses needing to be absorbed by those regional banks. That very well could mean another SVB style situation or another uh, signature bank style situation where some of these bigger banks have to come in and save the day because it is these smaller regional banks that have outsized commercial real estate loan portfolios on their books compared to the JP Morgan's, the Bank of America's, and all the other big boys of the world. So this study did also point out if this went down in early 2022, if we hit that 10% default rate, in early 2022, before Jay Powell's rate hike annihilation began, then not a single bank would fail, even under the most pessimistic circumstances, or even under the most pessimistic scenarios, the exact words that they said. Under our current circumstances, with $2 trillion in asset value held by banks uh, having been destroyed by these rate hikes, the study estimates that now dozens to over 300 banks would be part of the end of solvency. Again, if that 10% rate is hit, if it gets up to 20%, I mean, it's even worse. It might be actual Armageddon at that point. Uh, so that's why we say call the Grant Cardones of the world. Call your local real estate billionaire. Make sure that they're doing okay in these trying times. All right. So now let's go ahead and move into some of the actual stock movements of the day. We got TKO Group, who things are going pretty well for them over there, besides that bullshitty decision to give Dragus Duplessis the middleweight belt this weekend. They did decide that he had beaten our boy Sean Strickland, but... Don't feel too bad for Strickland. The guy absolutely has a career in stand-up comedy waiting for him. He's one of the funniest athletes, I think, of all time. And so he's been pretty hysterical to watch. Definitely go check out his interviews. But either way, aside from that fight, things have been going well over at TKO Group. Keep in mind, this company is the newly merged UFC and WWE. Uh, and they basically, there was a couple pieces of news yesterday. First and foremost, they scored a major deal with Netflix to stream WWE's Monday Night Raw on the actual platform itself. I'm sure that brings back a lot of childhood memories to some of the apes out there. And then, plus, the far bigger news, of course, they actually managed to bring in business expert Dwayne The Rock Johnson here. And I do believe we actually have a video of The Rock himself getting fired up on uh, CNBC or one of these other shows. Uh, but I I'm curious on the distribution part. I think the last time we had you on was during the strike. Yes. And you were trying to get people to the table together. It's amazing what the business has gone through in a year. Does Netflix... The, the, the what, what's happened in the playoffs with sports, has it changed your priorities when it comes to distribution? It's not. 
uh, in, in what way? And, and for instance, you're working on Smashing Machine, right? You've yes. got some May 24 stuff going. Does it, do you, is your calculus different now about where you'd want to see it placed? In the distribution chain. Does agent talk not kick? Of course, yes. I, you know, you have your finger on the pulse. You like to try to keep your finger on the pulse of what's happening as you look around. Things are happening so quickly and so rapidly, and uh, it, it's constantly evolving and it's constantly forcing us to figure out where is the best home for the particular project. You know, I mean, when I think business expert, you know, the only person that comes to mind is Dwayne the Rock Johnson. How could he not? After he spent years planning to dress up with other grown men and pretending to wrestle before moving on to a career of driving cars in space with Vin Diesel. I mean, that's the guy who I want advising my company. So I'm very glad to see that they were able to bring him on. Outside of his business expertise, of course, Dwayne The Rock Johnson is the most followed American man on the entire Internet. 395 million Instagram followers. He's the number one guy in America. So in addition to getting Netflix's distribution, they're also latching onto his as well. So uh, altogether, relatively smart decision there. But having a guy named The Rock on your board of directors, I don't know if that's the guy to be taking financial advice from. But either way, let's go ahead and move on to United Airlines. They've been having a tough past couple of days, but because they did have uh, some earnings report come out earlier this week, they really were the ones kickstarting the heavy kind of drip of earnings season that we're going to start to get over this and into the next couple of weeks. They really kickstarted that earlier this week, and so. Despite the fact that plane doors are crashing to the ground right now, this plane stock absolutely is not. They mooned for the day up 5.3% after meeting up earnings, reporting $2 even per share, and about $13.6 billion in total revenue for the quarter, both destroying estimates. But they did come out at the same time and say that FY23, uh, or excuse me, not FY23, but that Q1, looking ahead into Q1 of 2024, they are expecting to actually generate negative earnings, aka losses, thanks to Boeing's failure to actually keep their planes together or all in one piece. Definitely a tough scene for the airline industry, but it was a good start to Q4 earnings season, and we'll see if the rest of them are able to carry the weight. All right, moving on to, into DR Horton here. You guys know DR Horton, one of the nation's largest home builders. They had a very tough earnings report come out. Basically, the value of their homes had plummeted so much that it was absolutely destroying their margins despite the fact that demand for housing is bursting through the seams. I mean, just about everybody in Gen Z or in the millennial gen generation is looking to get in on some kind of a home, looking to move out of their parents' house, out of their parents' basement, or whatever else it may be. Uh, certainly not going to be able to do so at DR Horton or get any value out of a DR Horton home anytime soon. Guys, we got another video for you. I believe we have uh, our investigative journalist team out there. Go ahead and checking out the DR Horton squad. My team investigator, Adam Walzer. Back in September, we told you about a family's problems with a new construction home. Now, two months later, they've been forced to put all their belongings back into pods while crews continue to try to fix the many issues inside their home. The pod in the driveway contains many of the Perez's family's belongings, which they've moved in and out of their new $541,000 home multiple times. Cracks appeared on the home's exterior. The stucco started cracking down the sides of the house, that side and the back side. Um, so they had to repair that stucco. And when we went inside the home, floors, counters, and cabinets were covered with paper and plastic. Jessica Perez. All right, let's all ignore the fact that our investigative journalist out there looks like a lost middle school principal. Uh, whatever he's talking about there, discovering that these homes are absolute pieces of shit, that's the important part here. So 
in addition to rate hikes deteriorating the asset value of these homes. You guys can see they are certainly not high quality, basically falling apart all over the place on that point. Um, and so it was definitely a tough scene for them in their earnings report, despite the fact that net sales increased orders by 35% year over year. They actually weren't able to generate enough kind of earnings on that to uh, actually satisfy the market and what they were looking for. All right, but moving out of the housing market, let's go into the complete opposite here and talk about Coinbase, the cryptocurrency, digital asset space. You know, they've made a lot of promises over the years, but the only thing seems to have that that seems to have actually been made out of the crypto market so far is nothing but bag holders. And that was only confirmed and further exasperated yesterday with Coinbase losing about 3.1%. JP Morgan basically came out and downgraded the stock, said that the ETF launch clearly proved to be a sell the news moment that it's not the good news that Coinbase shareholders or investors were going to be looking for. Coinbase still does move basically with Bitcoin prices. So typically what I thought was what's good for Bitcoin is good for Coinbase. Uh, we'll see if that continues to play out with this spot ETF launch because now investors don't have to go ahead and sign up for a Coinbase account in order to get exposure to Bitcoin spot price action. They can just go ahead and buy these ETFs for all the big issuers. Uh, so although they'll be collecting custodial fees for a lot of these issuers that use Coinbase, they actually provide those custodial services. They're losing a lot with that transaction volume, and that's what uh, Coinbase absolutely steals from customers is the spread on those actual transactions that they place because it's crypto, it's digital assets, and they can do it. A lot of the markets for these coins aren't liquid enough, so it's a huge bid-ass spread. They're making a ton of money as the exchange provider. Uh, so shifting gears into kind of a more custodial fee-based company, definitely according to JP Morgan, and we certainly agree with them, isn't a great move for the company in the long term. We'll see how they're able to adjust to this, if they're able to kind of adapt and actually uh, continue those trading revenues along with the other revenues. But for now, at least according to JP Morgan, it certainly isn't looking too good. All right, so then moving on down to exactly what we need from you guys. I mean, you guys already know that we were talking about today that the world needs you, they need your help. And exactly what they need you to do is to go out there and have some more sex, all right? We are seeing birth rates, fertility rates plummet all across the developed world. I mean, it's an absolutely horrifying circumstance. You guys saw the chart in today's edition. We see pretty much every major developed country above a certain uh, point on the HDI is seeing an absolute collapse in their birth rate and in their fertility rate overall. Some countries, this doesn't directly relate to their necess necessarily relate to their population growth because countries like the United States and Russia get a lot of immigrants every year as well. Uh, but countries like China don't really rely on immigration all too much. So seeing a lot of these more developed nations that aren't too friendly to uh, or aren't too open to immigration as like the United States or Russia would be. Names like Ireland, Chechia, Colombia, South Korea, Singapore, all these very developed names, they are definitely not looking good because not only does just having fewer people around make things less fun, less interesting, but it's also a huge economic weight. So first and foremost, it's obviously less of a consumer base to be able to go ahead and sell your products to, but it also means less of a tax base for the government to actually be able to collect revenue off of. You know, we need young people, we need working people to go out there and make money so that the government can then steal it from you and reappropriate that to your grandparents so that they can actually stay alive, leave a decent, dignified life as an elderly person. So with less young people coming into the workforce, there's less of a tax base, and that means less money that we can give to the senior citizens. And at the same time, senior citizens are becoming a higher percentage of every major population, every major developed country's population around the world. So just as we're going to need that larger tax base, we're not having that support of young people to go out there. So that's why we need you. We need you and everybody else on here listening to this to just go out there, start having more sex so we can have some more people. 
continue to contribute to the economy, donate to this beautiful economic machine. And of course, keeps the tax up, keep the tax dollars flowing so that grandma and grandpa can buy another cruise ticket. Uh, so the big question now is what countries are going to face these economic issues related to population decline first, how far birth rates can fall in order to spark these issues. And can we reverse or contain the negative impacts of this trend? We certainly don't know. Uh, we don't know exactly what's called odd, but you know, We'll see what goes on with that going forward. Shout out to anybody who was able to get this brain teaser correct yesterday. Definitely a tough one. Finishing off with our quote of the day. Obviously, we had to focus on some population stuff. Mr. Elon Musk himself said population collapse is a major risk to the future of civilization. That's pretty much it for today, guys. As always, feel free to give us a rating. But just keep in mind that if you say anything negative, I will come and burn your house down. But with that in mind, feel free to give us a rating. Let us know exactly what you think, what you like, what you hate. You know, we're always looking for the smoke. Uh, happy investing. Happy Wednesday. Have a great rest of your week, guys. Shout out once again to everybody on the podcast. And thanks to you guys who joined us live here today. Happy trading. And thanks to you, my listeners at Wall Street Oasis. If you have any suggestions whatsoever, please don't hesitate to send them my way. Patrick at WallStreetOasis.com. Until next time.